Today on Abounding Grace, we're talking about the gift of giving. Over and over again, the Church of Jesus Christ is blessed abundantly with those who exercise the gift of giving. So many times, as God has laid something on the heart of our leadership here, the Lord has brought along someone with the gift of giving to help make it happen. Why? Because we believe that where God guides, He's always faithful to provide. And that's what we look for. We look for the provision of God in order to move forward. This is amazing grace. It's good to be with you on this Labor Day, and welcome to Abounding Grace. We're about to continue Pastor Ed Taylor's series on the Holy Spirit with a look at another spiritual gift, the gift of giving. It's one of seven gifts listed for us in Romans 12. And just perhaps it's one you've been giving? Ed is here to explain what the gift is all about and how it can be used for the glory of God to affect the world for good. Open your Bibles, would you please, to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, as we're given seven primary spiritual gifts here in this section. And if you'll pick up with me in verse 6, Paul writes to the church in Rome, he says, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that's given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, and he who gives with liberality. Today we're studying the spiritual gift of giving. And it's great that the Lord would give us gifts in order to be used very particularly and specifically in his church to affect the world for good, to bring him glory. As we review the previous gifts, we've defined them with a phrase. And we started with the gift of prophecy, you recall, is declaring the truth. The gift of ministry or service is practicing the truth. The gift of teaching is explaining the truth. And the gift of exhortation is applying the truth. The gift of giving is defined as supporting the truth. Supporting the truth. The word gives literally means here in Romans chapter 12 to impart or to share. The idea is that a giver loves to impart and share what they have with others. And there's even a deeper meaning in the original language that the word speaks of a person who often gives sacrificially. God has given some men and women in the church the supernatural ability to help people through giving in order to support the truth that God himself is a giver. It's a very important spiritual gift. The gift of giving, the person with the gift of giving, has been put into the church to support the truth that God himself is a giver. Now before we get on to the gift of giving, let's just pause for a second and let's see the the four gifts that we've already studied in operation. Because what's amazing to me is that God would put so many different people, so much diversity in the church, that given one situation, 
That everyone would respond a little bit differently depending on their gifting and their personality. So by way of illustration, let's think and let's see ourselves teaching little Jackie how to ride a bike. Finally getting to the place where we're going to leave the tricycle and she's going to come on and finally learn how to ride a bike. This is what the gifts might look like if we're teaching Jackie how to ride a bike. For example, the person with prophecy would probably sound something like this. Okay, Jackie, here's your bike. Get on that bike and ride it. You can do it, and whatever you do, don't fall off. And then you push her on her way. You know, thanks a lot. Send me someone with the gift of mercy, man, but we'll get that in a minute. (laughs) Gift of service. This is what a person with the service might sound like. Just a minute, Jackie. Before you get on, let me fix that seat for you. It's way too high for you. And yeah, let me check the air in those tires too. And while I'm at it, I'll readjust those training wheels for you. I want to get everything just perfect for you so you'll enjoy riding your bike. That's what a person would serve. They just see needs and take care of them. Someone with the gift of teaching might sound like this. This is a bicycle, Jackie. Do you know what a bicycle is? A bicycle is a vehicle with two wheels in tandem, typically propelled by pedals and having handlebars for steering in a satellite seat. And now this is how you do it. You sit down, push the pedals with your feet, balancing your weight like this, and you're explaining. You're a big explainer if you're a teacher. Explaining what a bike is, starting so simple. If you have the gift of exhortation, this is how you might sound. Come on, Jackie, you can ride this bike. Let's go. And then you'd run run alongside Jackie, holding the bike up as she rode it, cheering her on. And if she fell off, you'd say, get up. Stop crying. Get back on the bike. (laughs) And what would the gift of exhortation be? You'd be pushing her along. You want her to succeed. Same event, different perspectives. And that's how the gifts of the... we, We need all the gifts. Little Jackie, she could benefit from all four of those instructions together. She could benefit from growing, and as you'll see, we put all seven of them together. We would benefit well to have the seven gifts operating every day, all day, in the church of Jesus Christ. So when we come to this next gift, giving, supporting the truth, you're supporting the truth that God himself is a giver. A person with the gift of giving is motivated by a love of giving. They tend to Love to having a part of meeting other people's physical needs. They tend to see that others overlook what over, others overlook. And when they see what's overlooked, they are moved and motivated almost immediately to supply those needs with their own resources. And it's truly a blessing and an interesting gift to be exercised within the body. Because people with this gift of giving usually prefer to be quiet about it and private, not wanting to draw a lot of attention to themselves. They find a great deal of satisfaction in being a source of supply for the work of the Lord and don't really want to be known. A person with the gift of giving takes very seriously what the Word of God has to say about giving and is always looking for an opportunity to give of their resources to the Lord's work. A person with the gift of giving sees their giving and their service, their ministry, as an eternal investment in God's kingdom, and they've truly taken to heart what Jesus taught us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys 
where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Those with the gift of giving tend to be very visionary and can see how things can be done on a bigger scale with just a little bit of help. And they often have financial matters on their minds a lot. They're very concerned about proper management of money, especially in the church. And they get really bugged when there's mismanagement and waste, which can lead to some real conflicts in the home, in the business world, and even at church. The gift of giving is a very important gift that God will move upon people to catch the vision of something that God's doing. Uh, You know, we can use in the context of our own fellowship family. And I can think back of you know, the, I, met, I met a man for the very first time. The very first time I ever met a man genuinely with the spiritual gift of giving was in this church way back in the first year of our church. In the first few months of our church, we'd been here about a year, and, and we were really homesick, and we were really going through that spiritual warfare of leaving everyone, and, and there was a conference that, that month that, that we could go back to, and so we went to the conference, and then we visited our family, and the kids, the grandkids got to see the grandparents, and, and we were going back, and, and I, so I was gone for that Sunday, and this brother from California was visiting the church that Sunday. And he was visiting his family in the area, and he came to church. He was connected with Calvary Chapel, and he left. I didn't know anything about this until one day, I was still when I was opening the mail, uh, I opened up a, an envelope, and it was a check for many thousands of dollars. And I wonder, what is this all about? Where did this come from? I mean, back in those days, the offerings of our church were a couple hundred dollars, and here's this check for thousands of dollars. And so I told the board about it, and we just deposited it. And then the next month, another check. And the next month, another check. And I'm like, man, I think I need to call this guy. So I got the information on there, and I said, you know, what, what, what is this? We, we ne- I've never experienced this. I'm a new pastor. I don't know. Why are you sending us checks? And, and, you know, what? and he says, well, I visited. He gave me the whole story. And then at the end, I said, well, you know, what am I supposed to do with him? And he says, well, you're the pastor. You should probably pray and ask the Lord what you're supposed to do with him. <laughs> I said, great advice. And so as they were coming in, we'd send them through, and, and we just put them in, the, the board decided we'd just put them in the bank and just sit on them for a while. And at the end of the year, uh, they stopped coming in, and we had an open door, an opportunity for our church that so really felt a burden to put our Bible studies out on the radio. Uh, we really believed that that was a big step of faith we should take, and that's a very expensive step of faith to take. And, and I remember... talking to the leadership saying, you know, we we have this brother that has has given us all this money. Why don't we just use that money and we'll just step out in faith and and see what the Lord has. And and that's exactly what what, what happened. And little did he know, uh, as he was faithful to give and just his heart was connected to our church, that he would plant the seeds uh, for our radio broadcast. And it started on a little station here, and then we had another station, we had another station, and and abounding grace is on all around the country and in many, uh, all around our country and in many countries as well, just blessing people and reaching out into the schools and reaching out in prison and reaching out in hospitals and all sorts of things. However, what my brother didn't know is that he was planting seeds, and I didn't know either, but he was planting seeds for something much bigger. It wasn't just abounding grace in our radio broadcast, but that faithfulness of God spoke to his heart and says, I want you to give this, this church and sow seeds into this church and bless this church. I want you to give because he had the heart of giving. Little did he know that he would be planting seeds for Grace FM. I mean, we didn't know that either. 
But we now look back and say, wait a minute, he gave us uh, the resources to start a little baby step, and then the Lord gave us faith to do another baby step, and then before you know it, many years later, another open door came, and, and he has since, uh, first of all, if he knew I was sharing this, he'd be really mad, uh, because he, you know, I don't mention his name or anything, but givers tend to want to be behind the scenes. They don't want any recognition. They don't want anybody to know. Uh, but the story is important because that's what giving does. Someone, that was the first man I ever met with a real true gift of giving. I've met many more. And it's not about the amount either. Although this one has an amount to it. It's not about the amount. It's about the heart. But little would he know that he would give us enough faith that through the process that God would keep building that when we now came up to something that was much broader like Grace FM, like Grace FM and stepping into something that was so monumentally beyond our reach. I don't know that people really understand how far out of our reach it was uh, to purchase a radio station uh, and, and own it and, and all the resources that were needed uh, to do that. But God had stepped piece by piece. And even then, during that time, God spoke to other people to, to, to bring out and say, no, I want radio in Denver. I, you, you, you know, the spiritual warfare that came with Grace FM, you just need to understand, it was hard. It was very difficult. A lot of people that were a part of our church got very angry that we stepped out in faith about that. I, I had to have meetings with people in my office going, I don't believe you're spending the money right. I don't think we should be doing that. We should be doing this. And I said, no, you don't understand. Like, we don't have the money. So that, we got to pray for it. Like, we're going to pray because if this is from the Lord, he's going to do it. Like, we don't have this. We're just going to s- step out in faith and see if God's going to meet us there. And like, well, you know, I think we should do something else. And they left the church upset. And yet the Lord had shown me that this is what we should do. And now as a church, you know, for six years, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because of your faithfulness, because of your giving, because of people that, are, that aren't even in our, our state that give faithfully to support the work of the ministry, to keep it going and to pay all the bills that go with it, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, God is reaching our state, not just our city, but our state with Bible studies, with worship, with call-in shows, with... And, and not only that, but that it was also a step of faith for other churches because it was impossible for other churches, especially our friends at Calvary, to get on the radio. It's so expensive. The other station in town is just... It's impossible and part of the vision was that we would make it in such a way, we would do it in such a way that we would be able to get, I mean, we've had people that, that they were able to get on the radio before they even started the church because we set up something for them so that they might be able to step out in faith and begin to tell the city, we're coming, we're coming, we're coming, here's our Bible study, and then they show up. And, and that's just fruit to your account. And it started way back with my buddy, uh, who's now a good friend of mine, and, and he has done incredible things. I love to talk to him because the last thing he did was he started in an orphanage with his wife. They, they, support a, a, they don't just support. They started this orphanage, and, and they, they live in California, but they provide all the resources, and now kiddos all over the place, I forget what country it is, are just being blessed because he's a giver. And you know what's happened with his business? Because he's a very successful businessman. His business has exploded. Why? I believe in part because God wants to entrust with him, to him more resources because the more he has, the more he gives. And may that be the testimony in our lives, especially those of you that have the gift of giving. No matter what your state in life is, no matter what your job is, it's not about money. 
It's about the heart of the matter. And if you have the gift of giving, you can't help but give. And if you have the gift of serving, you can't help but serve. And, and there, are, there are things, like, like for us even as a church, as I think about this, as I think about where, what God has for us on the horizon, like, like we're going to be stepping out pretty soon in crazy steps of faith again. And if you weren't with us in the school, then you don't know how it feels to look at a piece of land and go, I don't think we can afford that. But God wants us to have it. And we need to step out in faith because we're going to have to vacate this building eventually. We've far outgrown it. We have no room for the kids and no room for just about anything here. It's been useful for us and we'll use it until eternity if we need to. But God is going to take us and step us out. And we're looking at a minimum of 20 acres. And a building, we're looking at a minimum, I don't know, 150,000 square feet. Minimum. For all that God wants to accomplish. We're looking at more radio stations. And you can continue to pray for that because our goal is to cover Colorado. That's our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. And we want to help all the churches in the communities that people get hungry for the word of God. You know, people get hungry for the word of God, then they get hungry for a church that teaches the word of God and the gospel. It's, it's just an amazing thing. But we're going to be stepping out in faith. And when we start to lay out the vision of things, we're going to start to lay out the vision of things, you, people are, God's going to stir givers. God's going to stir up those that have the gift of giving. God's going to stir us up to give more than, than we give in our tithes and offerings. Why? For the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of what God's doing, for, for more kids to be taught and more teachers to have, be hired and all sorts of things that God has in store. And so we're, we're, we're looking forward to that. Uh, we know that God's going to meet us there. But until then, well, we're going to be faithful with what we have. Even when we put the word out to say, you know, we want to do a little remodeling. The church hasn't been, we haven't done anything in 10 years. And we put it out. People gave very faithfully. That's some of the things that we're doing here because somebody gave very generously for the work of the ministry here. And we go, amen for that. Let's make sure that we aren't stuck in a rut. But let's step out in faith and be faithful with what we have. And, and be faithful to, to move forward where the, the declaration of the gospel never changes but the methodologies do change because life is changing all around me. I was just in Georgia recently. Just as a side note, I was in Georgia. Uh, I was invited to teach at a youth conference. Yeah, me, old man, go teach young kids. And I was really concerned. I was worried because I don't know if I can connect with them. And I was just praying, Lord, I want to connect with them. I love kids and I've been able to connect with our kids here very well. And and, uh, and so I got out there, and, and I, had a, I had an introduction that I had all prepared that I thought I would get the kids on my side, you know. And so I, I talked about apps and Snapchat and all that stuff, you know, all the kids. I even told them, I said, how many of you guys have a phone? Everybody, well, take it out. We're breaking the rules right now. And they were all happy. Oh, pastor's going to help me break those. So we got their phone out, tapped on. And then God gave me a gift to connect with those kids right before I left. You know what the gift was? Pokemon Go. And I mentioned that in my introduction. The kids flipped out. Now, I told them I don't do it, but our church, if you guys are doing that, our church is like a stop place. I don't know if you've seen it. If you guys seen it, don't take it out now. Don't break the rules now. But if you see it, our church is one of those stops. It's either a gymnasium or something. And it's really cool what they did. They got a picture of the sign on the... Um, by the way, even that sign when we were building the building, somebody gave generously and bought that sign for us. So that sign was out there, and they do a little picture of where you stop, and the sign that what was on the orange part was God so loved 
the world that he gave his only begotten son. So anytime Pokemon people walk by here, they get the gospel right on their Pokemon Go. So take that, Pokemon. So giving is an amazing thing. Connected with the kids, we're able to, to really minister to their hearts, stepping out in faith, being able to be used by the Lord. And, and it's, an, it's just an amazing thing to, to give ourselves over to where, where our gifting is. And just some of you, God uses you to propel the church in a much greater way. Notice this in Romans also. If you have the gift of giving, you're supposed to give liberally or with liberality. If you like to write in your Bibles, you can write next to that single-mindedness, open-heartedness, and generosity. That's how you're to exercise your gift. I think it's true for all of us to exercise, but especially for those that give. And over and over again, the church of Jesus Christ is blessed abundantly with those who exercise the gift of giving. So many times as God has laid something on the heart of our leadership here, the Lord has brought along someone with the gift of giving to help make it happen. Why? Because we believe that where God guides, he's always faithful to provide. And that's what we look for. We look for the provision of God in order to move forward. Now, we're, we're following the same pattern in all our gifts. We looked at the definition. Now, number two, where did it operate in the life of Jesus? Well, let me just say this. The entirety of Jesus' life... The Son of God taking on a human body, coming down to serve us, is one of giving. Jesus, you could say, is, was, and will always be a giver. He is not a taker, but a giver. And at great sacrifice, as Jesus himself gives us the model for giving, that he gave up, he gave and gave and gave until he had nothing left to give, dying on the cross for your sins and mine. Great sacrifice. In Mark chapter 10, Jesus speaks of coming here. He say, he's, he's discipling us and teaching us. And he says, I didn't come to be served, but to serve, and you remember the end, and give my life a ransom for many. Jesus is a giver. And I would say that every true follower of Jesus Christ is also a giver. That you don't have to have the gift of giving in order to be a giver. I would even say it in the negative, just so that the Lord can use it in your life. If today, right now, you are not a giver, you are not truly following Jesus Christ. Because if you were, you would have his heart of love and giving. Pastor Ed Taylor describing the gift of giving. It's part of our series on the Holy Spirit, and this is Abounding Grace. To replay a message you enjoy or would like to hear again, go to calvaryaurora.org. And if you'd like to get the message on CD, just give us a call for the ordering details at 877-30-GRACE. They're just $2. Ed, as you were talking about the gift of giving today, you cited one example of someone who gave generously and how God used that to kickstart this ministry, Abounding Grace. It's through the gifts of our listeners that this program is sustained as well. And I wanted to give you an opportunity to thank those that have given sacrificially and generously over the years to make this possible. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to say thank you. Uh, through your faithful giving and your nonstop prayers, abounding grace as a radio broadcast of the teaching ministry here at Calvary uh, goes all throughout the world. And God uses the teaching to literally transform lives. And so thank you. Thank you from every 
small gift, every large gift, every gift period uh, is received and used for the gospel. So thanks again for all that you do for your abounding grace. We picked out a wonderful book this month we think you'll get a lot out of. It's called The Prisoner in the Third Cell by Gene Edwards. John the Baptist was imprisoned by Herod, and no doubt he struggled to understand a Lord who didn't meet his expectations. This dramatic account will offer insight into the ways of God, and we'll send it your way for a gift of $25 or more to Abounding Grace today. Call toll-free at 877-30-GRACE or make a secure donation online at calvaryaurora.org. If you'd rather write, our address is Abounding Grace, Post Office Box 460598, Aurora, Colorado, 80046. We'd like to get a wonderful resource into your hands. They're bookmarks that will help you remember the components of each of the spiritual gifts we're currently looking at on Abounding Grace. And they're absolutely free and accessible through our website. Download and print out as many as you'd like so you can give some away and help others discover and use their gifts. That's waiting for you at calvaryaurora.org slash spiritual gifts. We'll return to the subject of the Holy Spirit next time on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. We'll see you then. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. Abounding Grace is brought to you by Calvary Chapel Aurora.